0: You're listening to the Auxiliary Gate Podcast, Kentucky's weekly horse racing discussion. And now, here are your hosts, Alan Schneider, Brandon Jaggers, and me, C.C. Broaddus. Hello, everybody. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year from the Auxiliary Gate Podcast. This is episode number 129. I'm joined by Alan Schneider and Brandon Jaggers. As always, I'm C.C. Broaddus. And today is December the 29th, it's a Thursday, and what we're going to do today is review and critique our trip to Turfway Park in beautiful Florence, Kentucky. Alan, how are you doing?
1: I'm good, brother. I'm off work all week. I mean, yeah, I'm great.
0: And of course, we're also joined by Brandon. Brandon, how's it going?
2: Man, same here. I, You know, I, I I'm off work, but I'm not. I still got things happening today and tomorrow and but it's it's had an enjoyable week off partially off and uh i'm glad that we took time out to go to turfway last night
0: so that's that's uh the purpose of this podcast we want to critique turfway park the brand new turfway park i don't think i've been there since 2019 i think is that right they tore the facility down in 2020 and it's taken them about two years to rebuild and we made Mm -hmm. our triumphant return and uh yeah, so for me, it takes about two hours to to, to get to Florence from where I live. You guys, I think, are a little closer, maybe an hour, hour, 15 minutes away. So, uh, we'll, uh, we'll turn the floor over to one of you guys if you want to, if you want to, uh, tell about your personal visit to, uh, to beautiful Turfway, Latonia.
1: Latonia, <laughs> I'll ramble off real quick. I, as everyone knows, I'm a fan of Turfway. I, I used to go like once a year, I wouldn't go a lot. It's 90 minutes from my house. And it's about 45 minutes from my work. So I plan on going back maybe one day on a Friday night after work or something. Uh, it was nice. It, the place is nice. It's, uh, it's, you know, the, the old place, a lot of people knocked it. It was old. Uh, but it had a certain panache to it, a certain soul to it. Um, you know, did it need to be, need to be replaced? Yes, without question or whatever. The new building is, is nice. It's, it's spacious. That's for sure. Um, Very pretty. There's some nice touches or whatever. Um, the critique overall has been the fact that there's nowhere to truly sit and watch the racing. That is legitimate, a legitimate gripe. There's the big open windows. There is no seating. We do have to keep in mind it is a winter facility. So I can see why they did that, but it is just one giant ballroom that overlooks the racetrack with no, with no seating. It, it was cold outside. I think they have some benches out front on, on the apron. Maybe they could use that a little bit more. Overall, I'd say I, I enjoyed it. There were some tweaks, I think, that could be done. It felt a bit corporate overall, I would say, that that's a decent assessment. I do like some of the touches, but I don't want to ramble too much. We'll get to more specifics here in a moment. But, I mean, I love the racing at Turfway. So everything else is kind of ancillary to me because I like prices. I like shopping for prices. I like full fields. I like the game of handicapping. I think Turfway is a prime example of that. So I'm never going to be too hard on it because at the end of the day, it's about the product to me. But uh I liked it. There are some tweaks I think that could happen. Uh, Cece, what do you think? Am I on the well, right track?
0: I, yeah, I think you're right. Brandon, uh, I'm not sure you
1: remember last night. <laughs> <laughs> Rain uh, was rolling through them last night. Well, you were.
2: Whenever yeah. you get to my age and you have this three month old baby daughter who's a, the golden child over here, you got to tell mama and plan several days in advance to give her fair notice of anything you're going to do. So I'm still a kid at heart, even though I'm this old, and we love going to the track, obviously. So we made a good night of it. You know, I invited my next door neighbor, uh, Chad Keeling. He's a, a real. Uh, amateur if you will a horse horse gambler uh doesn't know much about anything about horses but he was looking to get out he's kind of in the same situation so I was like well come on come on in so then and then I took uh Chris Floyd came out he's a good horse gambler for the most part and Justin Brown uh another guy that's been around horses a long time been to several tracks so you know, we were, came with a full car. We honestly, and then also to add on, we met my wife's cousins. They came. I invited them out. They came. Uh, this we'll get to the disruption that occurred. I think it was race five. Or six, <laughs> yeah. But uh, they came out. So we, we had a group and it was all, we were all first time visitors to the new facility. And, you know, like Alan said, I, I'm a fan of the product. Uh, it's one of the best Kentucky tracks in the winter. I mean, it's just, it's phenomenal. Uh, I think, you know, the product is good. The fields, you can't beat the field sizes and it's competitive. So, uh, you know, I, I think the product is great. It beats fairgrounds hands down, if you ask me, uh, on every night that they race, it's a consistent product, but I, you know, the facility to me, there's very, a lot of good points to it, but I think the thing that they missed and, and may not be built over you know, the immediate time, but maybe it'll gain over the next year. is just some soul and some character. The, yeah. the, it's just lacking any kind of form, a tree, you know, it has a little patch of grass, but there's just nothing exciting about the paddock. The way you got to walk to the paddock is okay, you know, down a lot of steps and up a lot of steps to get back in the facility. I felt like I walked a mile, or 10 miles last night, because the place is so big, and, you know, for the horse, the horse betters, you're just, you're separated from the action that takes place on the track, I mean, you can yeah. see glass, but there's just, I, I don't even remember, they announced, they were announcing the races, but it just wasn't, there's no background music, and it reminded me of Kentucky International Convention Center, I mean, that's really what it was uh, to me, but after that, I mean, I would rate all the other things a very big a plus the restrooms were phenomenal, yeah, I thought the bar uh that was in the the slot you know the the play in the historical racing machine area. I thought that was awesome if they ever legalize you know sports gaming, that would be a pretty cool place to go. Do I see myself individually going up there to to participate in the racing product no uh you know. You don't have that area that you just feel like you'd be okay sitting by yourself because you're sitting by yourself in this gigantic room. It, I mean, it felt like a, a jumbo jet airline hangar, you yeah. know, uh, enclosed. But, uh, you know, other than that, to get people out and to have a good time, I, I thought that, you know, fit the bill. And I thought the prices for the beer were very reasonable. I think a bucket of beer was 20 bucks. So. To I think you got
1: six beers with it. I, I want to say, was it six beers in the bucket? You I think know. It was you,
2: five. It was five. Okay, that's so it, that a good deal. Yeah, it's a great deal. So, uh, you know, I, could the food be a little bit better? I, you know, I had good wings. I had some buffalo wings, but in the area that you're actually making wagers and and watching the race through the glass, I, I don't know what kind of food they serve, but uh, but that's kind of my overall take. And uh, and overall, we all. Uh,
0: yep so that was a good that was a good critique brandon uh i had bull butter with us last night bull butter of course uh tour bus driver of uh many of country music celebrity and uh like you brandon he he has no recollection of our trip last night <laughs> <laughs> he might have done two buckets by himself last night so yeah uh, he's a- he he's quite a trooper that's for sure but uh i've heard a lot of criticism. Of this uh new uh, new facility, but it uh, lest we not forget, you got to go way back before was it 2019 or 20 when Churchill bought Turfway from was it Hard Rock? Did Hard Rock own?
1: Yeah, maybe you're right. Turfway? It's hard for me to keep up with the corporate aspect of this game, but that, that sounds about right. I don't know.
0: Yeah, so they totally neglected Turfway. Yeah, they I, did. They they, they purchased. I yeah, see. I'm I'm forgetting my history. I think they purchased Turfway away from Kingland. At some point, I don't know. It changed hands, maybe somewhere in between. But the the only reason they bought Turfway was to basically keep the slot machines out because they owned a full casino in Cincinnati, and I think they wanted to keep from cannibalizing their own their their main facility there. So they neglected the product uh before Churchill came in. The, the track was it was uh, the old poly track. I don't think it was in very good condition. And the racing product was terrible instead of what we've got. Now there was probably, you would get six, seven, eight horse fields. You get about, if you had a nine race card, you'd have seven races that were all nickel claimers, you know, maiden, maiden five maiden er, or five non winners, two, five non winners of three. And that, that they were just so boring. It was just so, it was, it, it was a boring card to handicap back in the old days. And, now Churchill's come in and taken over, and the the product is just one hundred times better. With good trainers staying here year round, now you've got your Paulo Lobos and your Bill Morris and uh you know Brad Cox has a stable up here, and it's it's a just it's a completely different product. So, yeah, I, me for one, I know Churchill takes a lot of takes a lot of rocks. Thrown in their direction, but I, I'm a I'm a big fan of what they've done, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be too harsh on them. There are some issues I did have with the place, um, like like Brandon said that the facility doesn't have a lot of character. And I'm I'm a horse racing snob, so yes. when I walk into a place like Turfway, I want to I would like for people new people to come into the facility and realize that horses like Lily T and Animal Kingdom and Rich Strike. And Serena Song and Silver Charm and horses like that have all raced here in the past and won. And then, like Silver Charm and Rich Strike and Prairie by you have Prairie Bayou yeah, you won a Preakness. Uh, Lily T won a Derby. Animal Kingdom won a Derby. Rich Strike won a Derby. Serena Song, one of the best uh, fillies of all time, raced here. Uh, won the Jim Beam Stakes. Beat Tejana Run, as I recall. I mean, that, that, that I, I would like to see like Keeneland does have you know the little the little jockey statues with the silks
2: mm-hmm. you know
0: maybe representing or or murals with reminders of those horses that have raced there. There's there's nothing like that. It's just looked it's like a cookie cutter a uh, cookie cutter facility. I'm sure the 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 track at uh down near near Clarks Clarksville, Tennessee, what Pleasant Grove. I'm sure that oh. looks Oak Grove. Oak Grove. Oak Grove Oak Grove. Yeah I'm sure it looks familiar to uh to what Turfway is now so i wish they would change that and yeah the sports bar is really nice it is there's no there is no sign of horse racing at all in the casino or the sports bar part of the facility you know like last night we all kind of wanted, wanted to watch the kentucky missouri game and i know alan was really interested in it <laughs> and but uh it would have been nice if they could have had the Kentucky Missouri game on in the in the main racing area. Yes, but, but you had to you had to walk to the sports bar, which is a pretty long walk it, to to watch the Kentucky Missouri game. But and th- then you couldn't follow the racing outside if you're in the sports bar. Right, right. So great point. That was I, I didn't like that. I, I don't I don't like that. But the the facility was clean. The bathrooms were nice. The, I would be concerned if I wanted to go up here on a day like, uh, I don't know what the race is called now. It's had so many names. The spiral. Is it still a spiral stakes? Oh
1: go it no, it's, it's the Jeff yeah. Ruby stakes. It's the Jeff Ruby.
0: If I wanted Ruby. to go, up, if I want to go up on the Jeff Ruby stakes and it's a really cold day, I think that facility might be really uncomfortable, especially if you don't have a seat. I think that would be a problem if you couldn't go outside. So I, I have problems there. But uh outside of that, like I'm like Brand, I don't know if I would go up there on any random Saturday by myself when I could do the same thing at home. Yeah, and I have to spend you know seventy five dollars in gas to get up there and back.
1: A couple points you just hit on that. Yeah, I thought you made some great points. I'd like to piggyback on. You just mentioned like one more for Jeff Ruby Day, for instance. Jeff Ruby's in the heart of the NCAA tournament, right? Right. They they have two two large screens in there in that ballroom that has four different racetracks come at the same time. No one was watching Delta Downs or the other ones. You know, there's a simulcast for yeah. that if you want to do it. You should have the game on there. If you're going to go for Jeff Ruby Day, people might be watching that tournament action as well too. I, I would say that you should have those some sort of those games on of some nature in that open ballroom. Plus, there were no bathrooms in the ballroom. I, I was telling you, I kept expecting that there were bathrooms in the ballroom area, but you had to walk out, which is fine. That's not a big deal because the bathrooms are – 10,000% upgrade than what turf – the troughs that turf we have hanging on the walls with missing tiles and a drop ceiling and broken stalls. But you, you would have thought there would have there'd been bathrooms in an open ballroom area. And you also mentioned seeing the history. It would be nice to have some sort of homage to the history of turf because there is a lot of history there. That race place has been there for 100 years or something. I'm not sure exactly what it's. So An homage. It had to be some great big thing like the Reds Hall of Fame, <clears throat> some giant storage. Just some 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 notations about the hey silver charm race or the, or what happened back in the days of Latonia because most turfways be Latonia to the mid eighties. We could again there's there's no homage to Rich Strike for instance that 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 horse yeah, yeah. catapulted from turfway that that's just one example. So I, I like what you're saying about there. Rafael Bejarano got his start there. Julian Leperu. There's a lot of guys that go back way before those guys even before my old time. So I, I thought you made some pretty good points about that. There's something else that you touched on that I'm already forgotten, but, uh, overall it's nice, but yeah, it could use some character touches, I think. Yeah. And I'll maybe you, it will in time. And maybe, maybe it's still a work in progress. I don't know.
0: There is a, uh, an area to the left of that main ballroom that is a, I don't know if it's meant to be a balcony or a walkway to get to some of the offices. If you go out there, it's a nice place to watch the races, but there's no, uh, Mm-hmm. There's no speaker system there's no that's where you can hear the the race so you're you're watching the race in silence It's kind of eerie to watch a yeah. horse race in in complete silence because the the <laughs> the track itself you can't hear hoof prints on it anyway because mm-hmm. it's uh it's that synthetic surface but that if they could put stick a uh uh some type of uh, p a system out there where you can hear the announcer that would be cool that would be a good place to go watch the races from an elevated perspective because i don't i don't like watching like if you want to watch the race live inside the the ballroom, you have to go up to the glass. Yeah, and the glass kind of it distorts. It, it distorts the race.
1: constructive view. Yeah, and I'm I, good. I at, we've been doing this for a long time. I'm good at watching a race, but even I was a throwing a kilter a little bit, right? Yeah, I,
0: I I think I would I would have had no problem going out and watching it on the balcony there because that would that was a nice perspective. But I like the TVs in the. uh, in the main room. Uh, they've got, it's adequate. If you want to go watch the race somewhere, I mean, there's, there's plenty of spaces to go watch that. So, yeah, I mean, it was nice. I would like to go up, back up there again at some point this season or, or up until March. I would like to go when it's warmer yeah. and uh, mild. It was really cold last night.
1: And, if you didn't think it was cold. Cause we under, I underdressed, but then of course, you know, the fire alarm thing happened, but anybody wants to touch on that would we'll feel free. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, one,
0: one last thing, uh, the, the breeze through there was really yeah.
1: noticeable. Oh, oh. The,
0: the what's missing there back in the old facility, they had a walkway and, and some offices there that blocked off that wind that would have blocked off that wind and made the the paddock a little bit cozier. And uh, now, now it's just a wind tunnel. It's kind of like Keeneland in a way you you, mm-hmm. you, you get all the wind coming through there. So that's, that's, that's no good. But, uh, yeah, the, yeah then the fire alarm happened. That was kinda of funny. I it was I funny. Up. It, it then it got a little nerve wracking when the fire truck got there. That was uh that was interesting, but uh yeah, that that was wasn't a big deal, but it was uh it was over fairly quickly. Yeah, yeah it was yeah.
2: I, I would say the the staff interactions that I had were overall positive. Yes. Uh, especially in the sport book, if you would to call the sport book bar area. I thought our server waitress, I think her name was Tiffany, was phenomenal. She's had an upbeat personality, was happy to be there. You know, a couple other areas not as good, but uh, overall, I, I like having a warm reception uh, from the associates that do work in those facilities. So, yeah,
0: that that is something I want that I, I wanted to touch on. That that place doesn't take itself seriously like a, like a Keeneland does, where. You've got all those guys in the green jackets that are basically yelling at you. You can't stand there, sir. Sir, take your arm <laughs> off that rail. Sir, you, Rex Chapman's behind you. He needs places. Bet you need to get out of the way, sir. You, everybody there was was happy and and yes, there was no. They they weren't yelling at you to to hey, do you have tickets. Let me see your tickets. You can't sit there, sir. You're gonna have to. You're gonna take that drink somewhere
1: else. There was none of that,
0: and that's I actually enjoyed that where you had a little. Freedom of movement to do whatever you wanted to do for the most part, yeah, yeah. So that,
2: that is good great points guys. It was hard to recognize though like who was an authority person over racing versus uh the historical racing machine area you know those those associates there looked like they're you know casino workers, but you didn't you didn't really see any organizers or or race personnel a part of the of the group there I mean. I would love, if they had like like a, like a tan jacket or some type of sport coat like a Keeneland, I think that would be super. Even if some of the security folks had that, it would really mean, I think that would step it up quite a bit just to see that type of presence and recognize associates that are there uh, to make sure racing, everyone's having a good time at the race, you know. So uh, I think that would be really cool. Yeah.
1: And I guess we should also note that they do pipe Caitlin and Caitlin's, Caitlin's commentary, you can hear very well. She does a really good job. She's been on, she's been on fire this meet. Like our buddy Declan Cannon, who we ran into this meet. Uh, I thought they piped that in pretty well. I think Jimmy Nerny's gotten better as a race caller too. I think he's improved. Would you guys say that? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Because I also he, do know for a fact, there's some announcer friends of mine, that they do not have the best setup there for the announcer. That well, he's on the
0: second, he's sec- like the second or third floor, right? I mean, it, it's essentially the third floor, I guess. If you thought the ballroom that we were in is the second floor, that's only three stories up, so that's not the best perspective to call a race.
1: I also know that I also know for a fact that that first turn is a pain in the ass for the announcer. It's it's they yeah. they did did the no service with that. So, but I thought he's improved and Caitlin, was, Caitlin does a good job and stuff too, but I think overall, and I think you made a good point too last night, CC, that because it does have a feel overall, like a brand instead of a convention center plus a casino, it's not somewhere you want to take young kids, right? Or even like even slightly, like my my daughter's 16, I don't think she'd have any fun there. You know, oh, it's like, it, yeah. it does, I think that from a family perspective now, they are, I think they definitely are lacking, right? Maybe that's well, the goal, I don't know if that's if it's the case, that's a shame, but yeah,
0: you know. I mean, if if it warms up and you've got some twelve year old kids or ten year olds that want to go play somewhere, you know, if you could go out, there's plenty of places outside. I assume or if you just want to go hide from all the adults, there's not a lot of places to go there. You yeah, know, you're, yeah. So that's that's not that's not necessarily a good thing because you know that's how a lot of us came to, to life racing is our parents took us to the track.
1: I, yeah, I can see that place killing off dinosaurs, maybe, and stuff, too. Like, the middle-aged people would be, go there, but, like, after that, you know, I, I, that was a great point you made last night. I'm not sure if it's overly family. And maybe it's not intended to be, and that's the case. I know they have the concerts there and stuff. Maybe it's one reason. That's something you have to keep in mind at the ballroom. They have lots of concerts there and stuff on Friday nights, and they just had Sarah Evans. So maybe that's part of it, and we we got to
2: keep that in mind, too. Uh, yeah, so I can see that. I mean, it. It can host a wedding or you know anything in that room it's gigantic you know yeah. a couple other things I thought of was just like at the the finish line you know there's an area there but it has a couple dining tables I guess where you can actually sit and be waited on which we didn't do but we went up to that glass I mean why not make that area or have like a a door to go out somewhere down you know and have you know 50 feet of Yeah. Being able to go outside and staircase it like a normal, you know, grandstand so people can be at the, at the finish line. I mean, that to me has more of a, of a marquee, you know, type of area. But the other parts, you know, I went, I peeked into the owner's suite, uh, you know, where the owners go, I guess, when they have horses running. But if all the owners were in there, they would be packed. I mean, there's no room in that place. So I think there was like six tables, but they did have a, Paramutual assistant in there for the bets and uh, and then I thought the simulcast room, you know, typical simulcast room, not bad. Uh, it, it's interesting. It's it's fine. I'm not big on those rooms. It's terrible. Yeah.
1: they're pricing. Uh, I
2: think overall, yeah, yeah.
0: Let's let's put it in perspective. I mean, this is winter racing. This is yes. not something that's got you know, it's got a, it doesn't have a spotlight shine on it like like Churchill Downs or Keeneland does in in the spring. It, it's and like I said earlier, three years ago, Turfway was on its deathbed. I oh. mean, it, 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 the racing was terrible, and and you know, I mean Churchill kind of strong armed their way in there to, and you know, in partnership with the the Horse Racing Commission, they kind of strong armed the old owners out, and and now you know here we are, and I I think I think you know, I'm, I hate to say this, I think Churchill or Excuse Me Turfway is more equipped to handle winter racing. Then Ellis Park is equipped to handle summer racing.
1: That's a fair <laughs> point. That's a fair point. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I mean, you know, as as amenities go, I mean, yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure you can beat it. But like, like, you know, so, But well, you have to put it in perspective. I mean, like, what it is now compared to what it was is is this is this is great, it's perfect.
1: And one other thing about that too. One of the reasons I, I did like to go up on. You know, because I work at Toyota, it's forty five minutes away. I would like to go up there on the occasional Friday night, like once meet my brother and I would go or my buddies would go. And that area, the thing about turfway that headed to Lords, it sits right in such a kind of like a busy greater Cincinnati type area where you have all these restaurants and there's hotels in the parking lot. So you could go there and have a nice, a fun night and then go get a hotel like you know, you could walk to or take a you know, a two minute cab ride to. So that area is a lot of fun, like that. That's one of the allures of Turfway, as opposed to say some other places. That's all that's still intact. You can still go there and have yeah. a heck of a night, and then go get a whole, you know. So all that stuff is still there. So I, that's why I, I do like it, your. Back for that.
0: I wish they would hang some more TVs in there. I think like what you just said about the the Mar, uh, March Madness. That place would be a, a, a that yes. would be just a powder keg if if you had UC or Kentucky. Or Northern Kentucky, it. whatever.
1: If yeah, well, I, it. I, well, that's a
0: that's a whole different <laughs> podcast. But
1: you got that right.
0: But if 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 you had those teams playing on a night when you had racing, that place is. Just, I mean, it, the the roof would come off that place.
1: I agree, uh, and, and you know what? You have the and, NFL playoffs coming up. You have the Super Bowl coming up. Right. And stuff too. A lot of those things are going to coincide with racing. So I, I I mean I get the fact that you have to have the especially at night racing Delta Downs and some of attracts other tracks. I mean. I, I know people bet those things. I'm not saying that they don't, but if they're going to bet them, they're going to be in a simulcast room. You don't need to have them on two places, you know. In, in my mind, uh, I, I would have I would air towards the NFL. I would air towards
2: the NCAA tournament and stuff. But, I,
1: again, I'm, I don't see the numbers, so I don't know. I,
2: totally agree. I mean, they're probably hurting their own handle by putting those other tracks up there. Yeah. When so people could just be betting Turfway product and watch, watching their favorite sports team.
1: Great example. Yeah. Great example. And but, I, as I'm thinking, not to interrupt here, because Kentucky and Louisville play this Saturday, right? And Kentucky's got a ball game. Those will coincide with day racing at Turfway, correct? So some people may be like, well, I would go to the, I would go to Turfway, but I'm going to watch you. I don't know why anybody wants yeah. to put themselves through that. But that could keep a couple people away, right?
0: On the flip side, though, now on a Saturday, they race it on the, during the day. Yeah. On Saturday. So you've got Gulfstream and. Aqueduct will be sure, starting story back soon. Thing. I know some people
1: will
0: and bet that, yes. Sanity, so it, it would come in. here. Yeah, like I don't think – I'm certain that nobody in that room was betting Delta Downs last night. But that was that, they were taking up 25% of that, that giant TV screen.
1: Yeah, but, uh, I mean, these – and, again, we're not – we're trying to be as balanced as we can because we love the product and stuff, too. And uh, so we just – we thought – and then there was the fire alarm and stuff, too, which, as we as you talked about, was, was pretty –
2: funny that added some
0: character to, to the to the proceedings
2: did it not <laughs> right yeah that that was that was pretty funny so but uh go, go. it was weird everybody's you know was it a real fire you know then people were coming out and the associates were staying on tables to get everybody out I mean it was it was a little bit of you know nervous some people were nervous I saw it in their faces so yeah.
1: The second funniest thing that happened was I think it was race 4 where the apprentice jockey Walter Rodriguez won the fourth race on a fourth one shot and stood up and celebrated before the wire it was which was a pretty tight finish uh yeah. you know uh, like he just like he just won the Kentucky Derby and he's a good rider I mean I've been impressed by him this thing I don't know anything about him but he stood up and there was one horse to his inside and the horse I bet flying on the outside he stands up 10 yards earlier. I mean, he could end up third and then all hell breaks loose. So I hope he learned a little something from that last night. That was funny. I was like, did you guys see them stand up before the race was over? And yeah. I mean, he was fifth, It was a $7,500, nine winners at two. It was a fairly cheap race, but you thought he just, you know, he won the first yeah. Cup mile.
0: <laughs> hey, wait, we need more of that. That reminded yeah. me. Go, go YouTube this. It was the one of the, uh, not too long ago it was a Epsom Derby that uh, Poor Moi won, I believe. I believe that was the name of the horse, and the uh, the jockey was uh, Mikel Barcelona. And yes. he it was he barely got up at the way. I think he was rallying on the outside, and he, he he couldn't have got up by more than a head, maybe a nose. And he's standing straight up at the wire with his fist raised, and it's like, how does he know he got that? Uh, and it, you know. He's, I think he was riding for, I can't remember who, who the owner was. It was one of those hot shot owners in, in Europe. But, uh, that would have been a bad look if he, if he did that and didn't win the race.
1: Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah.
0: Go watch that race. Poor pour moi. P-O-U-R-M-O-I. Pour moi won the race. And that was, uh, that's, that, that's, that's worth a look. So it, it's kind of, kind of reminiscent of what happened last night.
2: It's kind of like but a, I'm prize for fight, yeah. a prize fighter going to the 12th round and ending up in a decision. You know, and they're running around the ring like they won, and, you know, the other guy that's not doing it already knows he won, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm
1: glad the kid – I'm glad he did win the – I mean, I would have liked if my horse would have caught him. That was my play of the night. That said, I'm glad he didn't get caught because he'd have faced a lot of trouble. Maybe he makes a a little mistake and he learns from it without any sort of implications. But I will tell you one thing from the racing last night is there was a lot of horses sending and setting – Contested paces, faster than usual fractions. I mean, forty six yes. and change going two turns, or forty five and change at Turfway on contested paces. That's much more unusual than we see from there, or whatever. And it did set up for closers, which, you know, I'm all for closers winning. But I, I was, it was, I was struck by the amount of contested hot paces at two turns and one turn. Well, weren't you?
0: Yeah. Oh. If there was ever, a, if there's ever a night to do trip trip notes. I think it would be last night because, yeah, there's going to be a lot of horses that were on the pace or, or couldn't get to the lead that you might want to bet back next time.
1: Because it was pure sin. Uh, and we, we ran into Sarah Hamilton, who's a wonderful trainer, wonderful human being. She one of her she had a horse up last night. And I think that horse uh, got uh, – it was a trip horse you could look at next time because that horse likes to be on the lead. They just went way too fast up front. And uh, the horse got taken out of his game because he got shuffled too far back because of the insane pace up front. So I mean, you might watch that race next and this horse gets a better trip up uh, up front. But uh, yeah, it was I, I found that bizarre. It was uh, there was some serious contested paces last night. Yeah, the know, levels they were running at.
2: Yeah, race five. You know when uh, Declan De- De- Cannon won. I mean, I think that first fraction, the first half was forty five and change. And, yeah, you know, that's rolling up, there. Yeah, I I thought, and you know, to touch on him, it was great meeting him in person. I think that's my first time ever talking with him and genuinely uh, good guy genuinely yeah, good guy got <laughs> he is very consistent at the horses that are 15 to 30 to 1 uh you know getting in the money or you know coming up with something special like he did so i i think he's real dialed in on that course so i i and he's a great guy so that was a nice meet and then i got to meet ethan west uh we talked oh did but, you yeah but then the the some fire alarm, you know, got pulled and everybody's scrambling and the horses were coming back to the paddock and he had to briefly, you know, turn away. But uh Sarah was great. Uh, Ethan, I thought was nice. And, uh, you know, it would be great if Caitlin and those folks could could come and do that overnight and be in the paddock. I, I miss that. It kind of connects the the betters are us, you know, to the game a little bit more. But, you know, we'll see.
1: I believe that's the plan. They get done their weekends and stuff too. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, you're, you're right. I didn't know you met Ethan West. I meant to meet him before. He seems like a really cool guy.
0: All right, guys. Uh, that's, uh, that's about it. I don't uh, Anything else you want to cover? I know there's a derby prep at Oakland. I think on Sunday, January 1st, it's the Smarty Jones Stakes. Uh, I, I'd early, expect to. There was one New so, Year's Day for that. Hmm. Uh, for, for Oakland.
1: Yeah, Oakland I mean, just Smarty uh, Jones on always on January first,
0: is it? I think they just kind of moved. They, they since they moved, their see Oakland oh, yeah. used to start late January, and now now they're starting in December. And I think they moved a lot of their skate schedule back. So the Smarty Jones is a Derby point race, but it's going to be on Sunday, and I think the, the the sister race for the Phillies is on Saturday. So I think that's <laughs> a full field. But yeah, uh, so a,
2: Justin Kern, you know the Mike McCarthy barn, another guest of the pod. Uh, they shipped Uncle Reg uh, to Oakland. So we'll see where that. I, I think that horse is in there. I think, but I think it drew on the also eligible list, so it may not get in.
1: Final uh, grade. Do you want to give a, a letter grade to the new facility? You guys, is that fair to do? Or you can put an asterisk with it if you want. Do you want to give a final Well, grade? yeah.
0: I mean, I, I think I would give it an A minus compared to what it was. Okay. And uh, like, I think there's room for improvement. Um, just the cleanliness of it is uh, yep. gives it an A minus in my book. I, like I said, we've, I've already mentioned the things that I think that could improve the place.
1: Okay, I, I I'll give it a B. I'll give it a B. Yeah, somewhere between a B and a B minus because I do do believe there is room for improvement, but I also have to factor in the fact that it is winter racing and that I love the product. I think the product is the best gambling product there is. Uh, I get so sick and tired hearing people say that it's. Uh, not formful that it's chaos. I think every race last night I can make a complete and accurate uh, argument for every winner and, and such last night. So I'm factoring in the racing as too, but I'll give it somewhere between a B and a B minus, knowing that there is some room of improvement. And, I, you know, I there, it is the first debut. I mean, there may be other plans that we're unaware of. So,
2: Brandon? Yeah, I, I'm solid B here, you know, right in the, the 85% range out of 100. So I, I think if you could just – you know, dress the place up a little bit, add the little points that we talked about. I, I think it's somewhere I, where I would travel another hour and a half, spend a couple hundred dollars or more, and have a good time. So I, I thought it was—I thought it was built for a party, and <laughs> not really for horse racing. Uh, but I think they can make little adjustments to improve the viewer experience.
1: So we are open and this goes for every racetrack in, in, in the state. We are open to consulting. You can pay us to come up and we'll do a little consulting thing. We can point out some things wherever. Uh, I think we are okay with that, right? If they want to hire us to, as a, as a pseudo consulting firm, it, that goes for you too, Ellis Park. So, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, well, well, I'm,
2: touch. Ellis, I'm cheap dollars just to have to allow me to give my opinion. And you've got to do one or two things that I, that I voice. Uh yeah. <laughs> you know, it's part of my recommendation for the facility. Yeah, I, well
0: what would it take to pay you off? Maybe like a six six uh chicken tenders and a and a twelve pack of Bud Light? Dude, just,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would have uh, wrote a uh, nice little paragraph of uh improvement, but uh but other than that, I, I thought it was a nice place. They did a good job for the most yeah. part.
0: Final question, who drank more beer last night? You or Bull Butter?
2: Bull Butter. I only
1: had two. I only had two. I think I had four or five. Four Okay. Uh, oh my god. That's like I saying don't I lost it. that's like saying I only lost fifty bucks, but he actually lost six hundred.
0: <laughs> Bull <laughs> Butter had, had at least he had at least eight. Yeah. He yeah, uh, got I had me. to
1: drop back so I was watching it. Now when I get a hotel room up there on a on a weekend, that'd be a different story, but
0: yeah. He fell asleep on the way home.
2: Auxiliary get uh suite over in the uh Hampton, Inn. Inn. Or, yeah, the Hampton. Yeah. Yeah, plus you got Rafferty's right across the street. I man, I thought the location doesn't get any better. But you're right. They're up on the hill and that breeze is something in the night. That is cold. It is cold.
1: Yeah. yeah. All right, this is a All quick right. one for a change.
0: Yep. I have nothing else to say. So on behalf of Alan Schneider and Brandon Jaggers and Bull Butter, BC brought us reminding you the gambling money ain't got no home. Good night.